Okay, so let's go on to God's word this morning. Uh, shall we turn our Bibles to um, Luke's gospel and chapter 19, going back to where we started last week, 19 and verse 10. Luke 19 and verse number 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. We also read Matthew 20 and verse 28 along with that. Both of that are the foundational texts we are talking, we are dealing with Luke 19.10 and Matthew 20 and verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, both of these verses are talking about the same idea of how Jesus comes to seek and to save. He comes to give his own life as a ransom for many. Luke 19.10 and Matthew 20 verse 28. Both of these verses talk about Jesus coming after people. Jesus loving people. Jesus serving people. Jesus sacrificing himself. Jesus giving himself over. And I said you can never love without giving and never give without loving. You can never love without giving. Love is an action word. It's not just a feeling or an emotion. It does include the feeling, the sense of love, the, the, um, the emotion of love. God has made us to be emotional beings. He has not made us to be, uh, you know, impersonal, uh, some kind of spirit beings or some kind of just matter and flesh. But he has made us to be, uh, you know, emotional. And, and so that sense of the need for love and the need, uh, the need to love and the need to be loved is both inherent naturally given by God to us the need to love and the need to be loved by someone else you would never feel comfortable in a room where people don't really like us or love us or accept us or welcome us we would feel very comfortable to stay in a place where you're appreciated you're welcomed you are uh, accepted you are loved and someone uh, you know, extends warmth and uh, an invitation to you. When you stand at somebody's door and they open the door and look at you like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> you feel like, oh, why did I come here in the first place? But, you know, even if you didn't know them, you know, especially when we go out to give out these Jesus film DVDs door to door on Christmas morning after the service, uh, we knock on doors, you know, total strangers, street by street evangelism and when we knock on the door and they open the door and here we are we don't know uh, what to expect or who, who will arrive at the door and here we stand uh, total strangers for the family who is there for that home and for a moment people are like uh, who are you maybe you came to the wrong address kind of look for a moment uh, some of them give a warm smile some of them are like uh, suspicious. Uh, who is this? Why have you come? You know, so it's a little uh, dicey moment, uh, that first few moments. And so you have to immediately quickly break the ice and say, uh, we are here in this neighborhood and we have come to just greet you on Christmas. 
the moment you say we come to greet you oh welcome please come <laughs> they would warmly welcome us open the door sometimes some people don't leave us they want to give us a cup of coffee they want us to serve lunch <laughs> you know very warm very welcoming a couple of homes we went to last uh, december i think dimple was also with us uh, with me and selvi uh, you know two of the elderly women we met uh, were so warm so welcoming and uh, they didn't want to uh, you know leave us and they said you know nobody in this whole colony has ever come to visit us you were the first people who has ever who have ever come one of them elderly widow began to cry and pour out her uh, heart to us and how she's feeling lonely after her husband passed away another elderly lady uh, who her husband went away many many years decades ago began to tell her story we're total strangers but you feel so welcome now the point is that's how it is when you actually seek for people <laughs> you'll never know who you will bump into what kind of need they are going through what kind of uh, uh, you know uh, difference your visit your few words uh, of comfort or uh, inquiry means to them it makes the world of a difference and these women are still in touch with us and we uh, visited them again and they keep calling they keep asking when are you coming when are you coming <laughs> hallelujah and they are not believers <laughs> okay so uh, you know th- the opportunity around us is immense is so huge we just have to spend that little amount of time energy effort in reaching out to people and that's what jesus did what jesus did was uh incarnation and we also need to follow that same model the whole idea of incarnation is god becoming man you know coming down to our level putting on humanity flesh and blood and that's the way we also need to be going out to the people around us maybe in your office it might be the clients whom you service uh, to it might be the uh, people whom you come across just simply randomly on a day to day basis at a store somewhere you bump into someone um, carry a smiling face and you will always find somebody who will connect with you very easily <laughs> amen hallelujah that's love you know that's the warmth of love and jesus the moment he saw zacchaeus waiting for him looking up looking for him sitting up on that sycamore tree jesus comes by and he says zacchaeus i want to come to your house today wow nobody ever would want to come go to the house of a tax collector you don't want to lose more money <laughs> but jesus is coming to the house of zacchaeus and he says zacchaeus i want to come i must stay at your house today and in that context jesus says for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost even before jesus could preach a whole big sermon on repentance he was convicted of his sin amen hallelujah you know the the very presence of god with you is going to you know impact people's lives around you you have no idea what the presence of god and the anointing that is upon you is going to do to people around you hallelujah you know remember it is not just you you might think that you are just a simple ordinary person you might think that you're just someone uh, you know who's uh, uh, just you know not so significant in terms of influence or in terms of your 
you know financial uh, b- you know background or your family background or your situations that you are going through might be s- look making you think that you are so weak and so ordinary i myself i'm struggling in my life i have so many needs i have so many problems i have so many burdens and you know i myself i'm in so much need but you don't know the presence of god the the kind of person who is with you is so much greater than who you are hallelujah and when you step into a home and when you meet someone and when you come in contact with somebody there's something that's going to happen in their life some impact that probably many times we are not even aware of how our presence in our relationship with them is going to make a difference in their lives hallelujah amen and so as jesus took upon this uh, you know incarnational uh, you know model of coming down to earth and as he himself led by example we follow that example as we reach out to people with the love of christ around us so we started off talking about the different stages in evangelism as we evangelize different stages in evangelization as i said sometimes it's just an overnight thing you share the gospel next morning the person is baptized second day they filled with the holy spirit third day they start sharing the gospel with others like Saul's dramatic uh, conversion as he came to know uh, you know the true messiah on the road to damascus there was a sudden difference uh, overnight change you know an encounter with god and then immediately he started sharing the gospel with people even though you know, the apostles did not know that he had come to know the truth and he was really saved it was amazing sometimes it happens like that but very often many people go through a long process before they actually come to a full become a fully devoted follower a disciple of jesus now i'm just not talking about someone who believes in jesus but i'm really uh, carefully wording it saying someone who comes to become a fully devoted follower a disciple of jesus there's a huge difference between that and someone who believes in jesus also all right someone who believes in jesus also and as i said in our culture it's very important for anyone to add one more picture of jesus to the line of many things that they believe in you know it's very easy and for many people they have a good um uh, you know uh, impression about jesus and about christians or probably they studied in a christian institution yesterday by god's grace we uh, as a team of eight of us we went out to uh, ebenezer school here and uh, ministered to the students there for about over three hours and uh, one of the students who uh, you know a couple of them met actually um, you know struggled with his studies in another school and i do not like to name the name of the school uh, he's and that's quite a fanatical institution and he struggled with his studies that and he couldn't study he couldn't do well and so uh, he uh, dropped out and he came and joined this school and this is a christian institution um you know started off by um you know a good believing family uh, you know um uh, you know who also served the lord and with a passion with a vision and here he comes and he joins this school and he said i believe he said that he has now uh, been able to study very well just coming into this campus and every day they pray every day they teach the word of god you know and the founders of this institution are good believers uh, who serve the lord and so just the very 
you know atmosphere just coming into this new atmosphere where the presence of god is new place where there is prayer where there is uh, you know uh, you know a spirit of god working there has delivered this boy hallelujah and so he is at this place of what the first point i spoke about in the stages of evangelization which is called as a sympathizer to the gospel he 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 loves jesus he he likes uh he he's seen the difference he's been blessed after coming to this place something has happened in his life some impact you know it's been a, actually a very dramatic uh, impact uh, where he's now been able to study well just coming and joining the school same syllabus same kind of teachers <laughs> same uh, school uh, setup and everything but what made the difference now i really believe that it's god in this place amen hallelujah praise god for that and so uh, you find one group of people who are most likely many of them probably are in this category uh, who are sympathizers with the gospel and so when you meet someone you need to uh, be able to identify where they are at in their uh, knowledge of knowing of knowing christ maybe they know a little bit some of them they know more um, and we need to also see what kind of heart they have are they hostile to the gospel against the gospel hate christ hate christians hate the gospel um or are they at a neutral place and i said most people are very often at the neutral place uh, they are neither uh, readily accepting what uh, the gospel or neither are they against the gospel and if you talk to them about jesus they will just listen to you uh, so very often they might be neutral or maybe as this uh, we looking at this sympathizers who are very open who uh, have had a good experience in some place in some maybe they studied in a christian school or a college or maybe they had a christian neighbor or a house owner or a tenant or a friend maybe they went to vbs or sunday school maybe there was some kind of a influence and i also talked to you about um the um, example of brother sundarajan of how he studied in a christian school and uh, but it took over 20 years of our connection with them and praying for them 20 years that's quite a long time isn't it before you can even win one soul you know that's where we're talking about this whole model of incarnation where jesus comes to seek and to save and he comes and gives his life as a ransom for many he comes and sacrifices himself we are not asking us to crucify ourselves now but we are asking in that same spirit of what jesus did how he did if we can sacrifice time energy effort and sometimes it's effort consistent effort not some weak feeble attempts that will definitely fail <laughs> sometimes we can be making some random weak feeble attempts that really will not make much of a difference and so it's important to be consistent you know so if you're talking to somebody if somebody is a sympathizer to the gospel somebody who is open somebody who is uh, relationally strong with you somebody who is you know with whom you made a connection you know you need to keep going uh, consistently keep that relationship going keep the visit going keep the connection going constantly build the relationship you know even if you're not able to share the gospel right away on the first visit or on the first uh, meeting with someone it might take some time before you actually can fully share the gospel 
and so when we went yesterday to the school we really did not straight away uh, preach the gospel and say you know be saved and and lead them in a sinner's prayer of course if if there was a strong um, leading of the spirit to do that we must respond and so also we must be wise apply common sense god given wisdom but at the same time also be very receptive to the spirit's leading sometimes the spirit of god will just lead you to somebody's house or lead you to talk to someone or call someone text someone it might be that strategic moment so we have to be very strategic not random not just like if somebody is you know going after uh, uh, a prey somebody is going on hunting they're not just going to be shooting bows and you know in the air right they're going to be waiting for the target where exactly at what point when will that their their target you know be exactly on point and then they will aim and shoot and so it's like that so apply common sense god given wisdom at the same time be receptive to the leading of the holy spirit how the spirit of god leads you suddenly there might be a strong urge strong prompting but that's why we ought to be prepared messengers more than just having a prepared message to share it's important that we read the scriptures well and know the word of god well so that we can you know give the right word at the right time to the right person but at the same time it's very important to be very prayerful amen hallelujah and that's why you know uh gathering all of these prayer requests and putting them in and picking another one and taking them and praying uh for one another constantly is just going to help us to put us on a mode of prayer on a praying mode amen hallelujah so constantly uh we got to be praying and looking for opportunities looking for god's leading how is god going to lead me today when you wake up in the morning ask yourself lord in what do you want me to do whom do you want me to reach today position me at the right place to meet the right person at the right time our prayer should be more of that kind at this level amen hallelujah as i closed by saying last time that we are now at the level where we ought to be teaching others <laughs> amen leading others discipling others that's the level we are at as a church together you know and not at a place where you go and just you know will somebody say something for me and somebody prophesy for me somebody meet my need you no know, all of that you should be at a place where you're walking by faith already amen Ch- facing your challenges by faith of course we need each other we have one another and we need each other but not at a place where uh, we are still to be fed with the elementary truths of the gospel we should be reading scriptures we should be at a place where we can understand what the scriptures are saying taking the truth and gleaning it from the word of god applying it on our own lives and living by the principles of the word of god and not to be running to someone and saying um whom should i marry a believer or an unbeliever is it married okay what does the bible say i don't know can you help me with this no those elementary questions should not be there anymore are you with me hallelujah i'm sure by this time all those kind of things are already settled amen hallelujah those elementary questions of is this right or is that right you should be able to open the word of god and read through it and apply it for your life amen 
and not only for yourself but also to explain it to others somebody else and lead someone else in the right path <laughs> and say no see this is what the scripture is saying this is the biblical truth it's not just about sprinkling <laughs> but it's about obeying god in the waters of baptism and what does that mean what is its significance it's not just a christian ritual or a tradition that you are still stuck with but look at it see what the scriptures are saying and expound the scriptures to someone who's at a place where they don't understand or they don't know or they where they just follow a form or a tradition blindly and be able to explain and unpack spiritual truths to them in a way they will understand hallelujah you should be at that level to do that right now amen so how many of us can say i'm very confident of what the message of the gospel or the message of salvation is all about if you gave me a person and asked me to share with them what the gospel is all about i'm confident i can share it clearly how many of you can say i'm i'm very confident i don't want you to lift hands i know it can be a little embarrassing to ask people to lift hands sorry ask yourself am i confident do i know it clearly what the gospel message is all about and if i have to i'm not talking about praying for others needs oh uh, you know talking to somebody unbeliever oh i can just ask them you know what are your problems i can pray for them that sunday school kids will do that anybody will do right but if i have to tell the gospel and maybe you have, think of an unsaved relative a friend if you have to share the gospel with them are you confident do you know enough where you can clearly articulate and explain who is jesus why he came what he did and what he came to do for you and for me and why and what must you do now to believe in him now that you know about him and what will happen if you believe in him and give your life to him can you explain all of this clearly to somebody how many of you can actually do that are you confident enough if you're not sure you need to learn it second question are you confident enough to lead somebody to baptism if they came from a background where they understood the concept of baptism as just a form as just a ritual it's just a tradition or just as a baby is born and then you know as an it's understood as a name giving ceremony if somebody just understood baptism as that how would you explain the significance the biblical significance of baptism and why jesus instituted baptism do you would you be able to explain it to somebody who came from that kind of a background who had that understanding as a name giving ceremony baptism was understood as a name giving ceremony and i hope that we all understand it's not a name giving ceremony right yes it's not a name giving ceremony baptism although that's how but that came from a catholic tradition how many of us can lead somebody to baptism and talk about what baptism is all about to someone who came from a non-christian family background 
you see there's a world of difference the first category are like jews second category are like gentiles so when paul the apostle would share the gospel with jews he would take a very different approach and i talked about it extensively some weeks back in the evening service that's why you should come for the evening service also because we're building one on top of the other and constantly uh, teaching so many of you are missing out on what we're teaching in the evenings so there was a completely different approach when it came to how the same gospel the same messiah the same jesus the same good news was presented to the jews the way the approach to the jews was different and the approach to the gentiles was completely different so you may have to take different approaches are you familiar can you do that share about baptism and lead someone to the truth of baptism we led dixon to baptism and dixon led saravana to baptism so there's a difference between both you get what i'm saying amen so that's the that's the task these are areas where we need to be equipped and in case this morning you say oh what is this i don't think i'm very confident i know i can talk something about jesus i can tell he turned water into wine i can tell he uh, multiplied five loaves and two fishes i can tell he raised uh, lazarus from the dead um i can tell he died and rose again on the third day but what is all this this is very heavy stuff no this is elementary go back and read hebrews chapter 5 the last few verses and chapter 6 the first few verses hebrews 5 last few verses and hebrews 6 first few verses that's what the writer of hebrews says you need to be teachers by now but you still need milk you need to be handling strong meat do you have to be still taught the elementary truths of the doctrine of baptisms and repentance and the forgiveness of sins and the laying on of hands should we be teaching you all of this is what the writer of hebrews is challenging the hebrew believers and so if you really need to be uh going out and evangelizing and sharing the good news of the gospel you need to be equipping yourself with these things and that's what we are constantly doing and that is the work of the fivefold ministers of the gospel as we read in fivefold or the fourfold whatever it might be number wise uh we read in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 13 which talks about how God has given apostles prophets evangelists teachers pastors who will equip the body of Christ for the works of service and so our role here is to equip you so that you will do the work of ministry you go out and minister to people amen hallelujah and also the role of maturing the saints these are the two key things that god has commissioned these fivefold people to do prophets evangelists apostles prophets pastors and teachers are you with me this morning okay 
so we talking about the stages of evangelization and so i asked these two critical questions can you share the gospel with someone clearly in a way it should be can you lead someone to baptism if you say yes i'm very confident i've done it already in the past and i've succeeded in doing it i've led a few people to christ i've led a few people to baptism yes praise god good you experience the joy of leading others to christ keep doing it more <laughs> and there will be great rejoicing in heaven but if you are at a place where you say oh no i don't know don't worry we can help you with that that's why we are here amen hallelujah touch your neighbor and say he's a good guy <laughs> don't worry we are not here to condemn you but to build you up <laughs> hallelujah amen and so we can talk about it next next week now putting all of this together i'm going to ask you to lift your hands just for me to know whether i should do this or not how many of you say maybe you already have led someone but you need more clarity you need to learn about it if you say i want to learn about it slip up your hand okay quite a good number of us then we will focus on that thank you you gave me some input for next week's sermon hallelujah that's good so come talk to me if you need something if you need to learn something if you want to grow in some area if you have been talking to somebody and someone asked you a question and you don't know what to do or if you feel like sharing something to somebody and you are like uh, i don't know where to start i don't know what to do how can i go about doing something you have doubts you have questions you have thoughts you have ideas and you say maybe i should do this maybe this looks like a good great thing that i could try and but you're not sure if it would work or not come let's talk about it let's pray about it let's brainstorm about it let's think through it and then let's work at it let's put some like-minded people together with you who can join along with you assist you or maybe you can join along with someone else who's strong in some area and we could see how we can put you together with somebody who could help you know and you could just you know pick up ideas and get trained on the job in service as you do something together hallelujah amen praise god so we first talked about the whole idea of being a somebody being a sympathizer to the gospel secondly we talked about a seeker there are some people who are very uh, sincere seekers they are looking for uh, material they are reading up stuff online they are reading the holy books of all faiths they are going to pilgrim places of all kinds they go to israel they also also go to kashi ganges they do both yeah there are people who join you know there are these trips that go you know take people to israel so there's some non christians who go to israel as well because they want to go and see and they want to get some blessing uh, of god and so we also need to understand that our culture is generally pantheistic which means we be, we are a culture where people believe in many gods many deities okay so they would very comfortably uh, light up a candle in velankani go to israel 
and go to tirupati and to uh, what is the other place in kerala sabrimala masala you know indian masala so and it's fine i mean they are seeking there is a god shaped vacuum in everyone's heart which only the spirit of god can fill hallelujah and until they find that people will see and some are very intentional some are intellectual and so they are reading they are looking they are seeking okay so nicodemus was a seeker and jesus talked with him and we looked at that um how but when he as a seeker he came he was not so you will also find two kinds of people in this seeker category some who will who are seeking to find fault and to prove what they believe is right to disprove everything else and to prove what they believe is right and so they are reading up stuff and those so they are seeking seekers but there are also seekers like nicodemus where nicodemus comes and affirms and says jesus we know that you are a man who has come from god and nobody can do such signs and wonders and miracles unless if he had you know if god was not with him so he comes with this very positive affirmation but and also he comes in the night he's not he could have stood there in public and asked jesus questions but he probably knew there was something different between him and us as pharisees who were teaching the law there's something different and so he came with this um you know his language was not of a disapproving inquirer his language was not like a disapproving inquirer i know what you're saying is wrong but i want to question you he's not coming with that attitude he comes with the attitude with saying i want to really know there's something about you something that he so as a seeker so you find but there will also be seekers who are critical who want to find fault who want to prove you're wrong who want to prove that what they believe is right and so they will come into a, with an argument with a question don't be afraid of arguments the only thing is that our uh, arguing should not be for arguing sake or to win the argument but our, our the arguing or the questioning should be allowed we should not tell people oh no 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 don't ask any question just listen to what i say no not that spirit but to allow them to ask questions and the more questions they ask the more it gives you the opportunity to witness amen hallelujah somebody who does not give any response you have you will never have any idea of what they're thinking what they believe what they have understood you will have no idea so allow them to ask questions and don't be get don't get intimidated or afraid when people ask you questions and if you are not sure of giving the right answer tell them that is a great question give me some time let me think about it and i will certainly get back to you with an answer i have never thought about that thank you for asking it's okay not to know amen hallelujah it's okay not to know it's always fine it's good to be honest than to give some kind of uh, 
answer to just uh, push and win the argument or to somehow you know say something and to run away from it amen because our goal is to lead them to the love of jesus is to help them to experience taste and to see that the love of christ so that's our goal so let's not get upset or angry because somebody questions us somebody is questioning our faith or somebody is asking questions about our faith okay are we good number 3 believer the next stage you will find so some will be at sympathizer level some will be seeking at a seeker level some will be at a believer level so the moment now the word believer we commonly use that for all christians also who believe in christ the oh they're all believers yeah i mean in very true we are believers in the lord on the lord jesus christ but when i use the word believer here i'm using it in the context of a person who still not come to christ fully but who believes in jesus also not yet come to believe in jesus only but in believes in jesus also for them we probably need to be sharing the gospel more clearly yeah and there it would be difficult it's also a little challenging to go up and say no whatever you believe is not right <laughs> we never step on the other side okay never talk about what they believe and never talk about in terms of uh, accusing or saying what they believing is wrong or uh, uh, slamming them straight away and saying oh you guys all worship you know demons oh you know you all will just go to hell <laughs> no never say statements or say anything that can offend them or offend what they believe right so it's a very thin line but at the same time we also are not going to be saying oh yes you can believe in jesus also that's fine right it's a very thin line to walk on so that's where we have to be very sensitive and careful but at the same time present the gospel as clearly as it should that's why paul the apostle asked for the believers in colosse to pray for him Would you quickly read with me in Colossians chapter 4. And verses. This can be a prayer even today. Verses 2 to 6. So what is he saying? Pray. pray for us too that god will open a door for our message hallelujah that must certainly be your prayer every morning lord today new day you added into my life you given me life one more day as pastor harry said you know we are alive still alive thank god god has given us life in this month of november amen many people who started this year are no more but if god has still given us life he's given us life for this one purpose that is to serve him amen that is to be a witness for him to reach the world with the love of christ that's why he has given us life 
Amen. And so we need to pray this prayer every morning. Lord, open a door for our message. Open hearts, Lord. Open homes, Lord. Open institutions, Lord. That's what we've been praying. And just a few weeks back, we were just sitting in the office, Selvi and I, we were going through some of this material we could use for uh, reaching out to students. And we were reading it and we were trying to process it and we were trying to uh, understand how we could put it to use. And we were saying, I just said, uh, it'll be great if we can go out to Ebenezer School sometime. Maybe we can start there, a place, school where, whom we know. I studied there, I know the principal. Maybe we can start somewhere. You know, it'd be great if we can go there. Of course, we've already been going to different places at different times. But to really have a gr- more focused thrust into reaching out to students, so we were praying, we talk, just talked about it. Next morning, I get a call from Ebenezer School, out of the blue. One of the teachers call and say, can you come do a program for 11th and 12th standard students? Hallelujah. God hears your prayer. God knows your heart's desire. If your heart's desire, if your vision of your heart, the vision of your life is to reach the lost, God will bring the lost to you. Hallelujah. God will open doors for you. Amen. If that is your prayer, it will be answered because that is the will of God. Hallelujah. God's heart is for the lost. God's heart is for those who have not yet come into his kingdom. He wants them to come into his kingdom. Hallelujah. And that's what I tell even those who, uh, some of our guys who are working on different media related stuff. I'm telling them you're not just working with machines. The vision is people. You want to translate those people who are online viewers, who randomly click a like on the post, who randomly watch a little portion of the video. All of that, the effort that goes into that, that is all about reaching. We need to make sure we are translating those likes and those viewers to becoming part of this community of God's people. Hallelujah. If they're from other cities and other nations, we want to make sure that we create, we build relationships with them and create online communities whom we can disciple. Or if they are from this city, we want to make sure that we transfer those likes and those views. You you know, if if you post a video or something, it says so many number of views. We're not just dealing with machines and views, number of hits, likes, we want to transfer them to become part of this community of Christ. That's the goal. It's about people. It's about people. Amen. Hallelujah. So the focus must be people. The heart, our vision must be people. How can I reach someone who does not know Christ? Let this be your prayer. Can this be our prayer? Amen. Lord, open a door for our message. Open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Remember, he's writing from when he was in the prison. If you are a prisoner locked up, what would be your letter to the church as a prayer request? Pray that somehow I will be released as soon as possible. That will be our prayer request and that will be our only prayer request. I don't care about anything, even if the whole world falls apart. Just pray, somehow I will run away from this prison. Some way I should escape from this place. 
but you know what his prayer request was so for paul where he was physically really didn't matter whether he was in a real prison with chains paul and silas would start playing music chimes with the chains and singing and worshiping god after being beaten up and bruised and thrown into a prison and then what happens leading the jailer to christ in the same way you see um when paul is in prison and you know and he's writing the church to the church at colosse he's actually talking about pray for me that god will open a door for the message hallelujah i think we should not be praying too much for promotions that will automatically come you do his work he will take uh, take care of your work hallelujah hallelujah he is the one who is who pays your bills <laughs> amen hallelujah i think was it a couple of days back 13000 13000 or 1300 employees of cds going to be laid off 7000 cognizant cds yeah 7000 7000 7000 engineers of cds going to be laid off so are we really can't depend on the economy of the land or really can't depend upon the places where we work we need to start learning to live by faith hallelujah even if you have a big fat salary which is over seven figures seven figures right no six figures those days they used to be very proud of four figure salary right if you if you had been working in the 70s oh four figure salary but even with a six figure or a seven figure it still can collapse suddenly they can lay off people because the economy is going down so we need to start praying for souls and not just for promotion <laughs> hallelujah start living by faith you won't worry about promotion for Paul, he was not worried whether he would get promoted or not, whether he would get out of the jail or not. Wherever he was, it, doesn't, it didn't matter to him. For him, the mission, fulfilling the mission of Christ was top priority for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to reprioritize our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that we are not calling at, you know, on a prayer tower and asking, please pray for my promotion. <laughs> but rather we would call somebody and say, God is going to give you a promotion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to see people who will call and prophesy over others and not call the prayer tower for your needs. <laughs> I mean, that is for unbelievers. Not for believers. You ought to be teachers by now. You ought to be prophesying by now. You ought to be healing the sick by now. You ought to be raising the dead by now. Hallelujah. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, come on, start doing it. Hallelujah. Shake them up if they are sleeping. Push them off the chair if they are sleeping. God may open a door for our message. 
so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ verse 4 pray that i may pray proclaim it clearly oh that is what is the prayer request there pray that i may proclaim it clearly as i should there is a way you have to proclaim it there's a way it has to be unpacked for each one amen for each one it's going to be different for an elderly person and for someone who's steeped in tradition it's going to be different for a young boy a student it's different same message but different approaches right different ways different methods different forms different formats we have to apply be wise in the way you act toward outsiders verse 5 make the most of every opportunity oh make the most of every opportunity brother sister opportunities are always around us it will not come announcing it may not always come announcing it may not always be like an invitation to ebenezer school that was an opportunity that came knocking at our door but sometimes we have to take initiative jesus said i must also go to the other villages and towns and proclaim the good news i must go to also other villages and towns and proclaim the good news so you also need to step out and don't always sit and pray and say oh let god lead me and god is not opening any door so oh, paul was just praying but paul was praying but paul was also making his own plans and going forward and led by the spirit also so there's a constant cooperation between uh, with our efforts and the leading of the spirit go hand in hand we need to go do both right sometimes we can put the whole onus on the spirit and say oh i'm waiting for the spirit to lead me i'm waiting for the spirit to open doors i'm waiting for an angel to come from heaven nehemiah saw or heard rather not even saw heard the bad news how the people of uh, the lives of the people of israel were in was in disgrace in jerusalem while he was in a comfortable place serving in the palace in the citadel of susa and he was in a comfortable place he was a cupbearer to the king he had wealth he had salary he had good housing he had sunday serving in the palace serving the king he was a high ranking official tasting what the king would drink that's the work of a cupbearer while he was in a comfortable place he did not keep quiet hallelujah when he heard the bad news of what was going on for the for his brothers for his people is the people of israel in jerusalem how they are suffering and how the walls have been broken down how the gates have been burned how there's no worship in the temple how the lives of the people are in great trouble it disturbed him and so he prayed he went to the king's presence he went on a daily duty his face was sad king asked why is your face sad he says oh how can i be happy when the lives of my people are in trouble and in disgrace would you give me permission king to go back and rebuild because the gracious hand of god was upon him he was able to speak to the king and ask for permission to go back you may not get one day off in your office but you know nehemiah got several months off from the king because the gracious hand of god was upon him don't say oh my office nobody will leave me i can't do i will not even go and ask you know some people are too big you know too uh, over righteous you know i don't go and ask anything with my boss i will not go and tell no i need holiday i i'm faithful worker to this office 
good be faithful but don't become too over righteous where you will not even get an off for coming to church service are you with me be bold to go and say no i'm going to church i need a off i'm going to serve the lord i need an off it does not mean that we res- irresponsibly uh just shirk our responsibility and just walk away from our work it does not mean that we have to be responsible we need to tell i'm i'm able to compensate for this i can do an extra work i can assign it to somebody i can take care of it when i'm away as well but i'm going to serve the lord i'm going to go to church i'm going to serve god don't become a bonded laborer maybe we may have to send dimple to your office then white collar bonded laborers are more in number these days you can't even sleep you have to be on call 24/7 even if you're sleeping in the middle of the night you have to immediately pick up the call and respond this is nothing but bonded labor ruben please help these bonded laborers the created order is broken away god created for man to work in the day and rest at the night but man has changed the created order for the sake of money and we have come to become part of that system and so we got to get out of us, the system that the spirit of the system you may have to function in the system but don't get bound to the spirit of the system are you with me there's a difference you can walk in freedom not being bound by the spirit of the system walk in freedom and so my brother in law wanted to run away from this bonded labor left chennai and has gone to ireland because his boss this is a workaholic and he wants him to work up to 11 o'clock in the night so you have to break out from the spirit of the system be true and faithful and work with integrity of heart for the work hours that was assigned and for the responsibility and the money that is due for you but don't get don't succumb to the spirit of the system where you just say yes to everything and become so overloaded and become hunchback and have to go for physiotherapy amen hallelujah working professionals should say a louder amen hallelujah oh this is amazing see what paul is saying here be wise in the way you act toward outsiders make the most of every opportunity verse 6 let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone full of grace seasoned with salt can you see both full of grace but same time it has some truth that there's a pinch of salt in the words of grace also <laughs> amen so you're not saying that oh believe in whatever you want it's uh, what to do they are saying they will believe in everything uh, full of grace too gracious that we don't tell the truth 
full of grace in your actions in your spirit in your attitude in your behavior in your care in your love your compassion but seasoned with salt where there is the essence what will make the difference in their life salt makes a difference in a whole under of biryani that few teaspoons of salt makes a difference right so your heart should be where your spirit your attitude your behavior is with grace with love with compassion sympathizing with their needs caring for them praying for them but just don't keep praying for their needs just don't keep patting them on their back take the truth also along with it wherever you find an opportunity amen look for the right opportunity the right moment the right time and hit the nail when it's hot you can bend it amen okay we're talking about the third point so basically i preached three points last week and i preached them back again it's same thing hitting the iron when it's hot it's good to listen to it twice it might be boring for somebody you might have come looking for something new very interesting you never heard before sometimes we can be hearing something new and you know unheard of ideas and do have no action no fruit you want to take root and bear fruit hallelujah amen so until the fruit comes we will keep working on the soil we will keep plowing the soil we will keep sowing the seed we will keep nurturing the plant you have to keep nurturing the plant right you can't sow the seed and say oh i want to plant new plants every day and so i keep only sowing seed and never nurture it what happens it will never grow and so what i am doing today is nurturing last week sown the seed this week nurture expanding on it a little more so that we come to a fuller understanding a better understanding so we are we are catching these ideas grasping these ideas well so that we can really bear much fruit in our lives and that's what is god's will for us amen hallelujah he says in in john's gospel chapter 15 you know his desire is that we would go and bear much fruit and fruit that will last i want to see fruit from among us and fruit in our lives that a lasting fruit through our lives your lives becoming fruitful for the rest of your life your lives bearing much fruit for the rest of your lives and so when we did the session yesterday for the students i didn't do the main teaching the main speaking i was there as someone who helped facilitate the whole thing but there was a team who did it so to help them giving them an opportunity so that they can grow so they can speak they can flourish they can be fruitful so after a while i don't have to go i just have to say hey guys next week saturday pelamal school take care bye bye amen so that they will become fruitful that's our role god wants you to bear fruit fourth 
stage of evangelization confused believer oh they've come to know about christ you've shared the gospel a little bit even after you spending a lot of time they still went back they still got this they still were lighting still were call them outside the house still incense is coming from inside the house they would ask you a few questions they would go ask their priest also he said like that what about him what about this what is it say confused believe they will be talking to you and be talking to somebody else also they will be worshiping jesus and worshiping other things also but there's they've come a long way you spent a lot of time this is a critical stage this is a stage where you need icu intensive care where you don't give up and say oh all my efforts went in vain i even shared the gospel i even led them to say sinner's prayer i told them i led them in prayer i they believed in prayer they also said sotram 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 but now they don't get discouraged that's how it will be for a while but that's a critical stage where you need to be paying real attention close attention and keep the friendship going strong get what i'm saying sometimes at this stage you have to let go if you push too much down the throat it can backfire always it's biblically also the right thing to do is to allow them to take the decision to fully follow christ or rather we should help in that process but not push it many churches many believers many evangelists many of them who are reaching out give up at this stage give up at this stage and so you may have to actually you know constantly walk with them constantly listen they start believing in christ suddenly another problem came ha huh? what brother i i prayed last week only i prayed and went but i failed my exam i prayed and went my business went in a loss i prayed but i got bad report from the doctor see it can disturb the faith but that's the time we we need to constantly walk them through encouraging them praying for them just standing along with them sometimes you cannot do anything about the failure right can you stop the failure no you can't so what do you do just walk with them be with them spend time with them that itself will make the difference in their lives are you with me we'll close with this and we'll pick it up from then from john's gospel chapter 9 go through the passage and come next week john 9 read the passage of john 9 and come get familiar with the whole chapter of jesus dealing with this man born blind read it well and come then it will be easier to unpack it for you and for you to understand the principles out of it so let's pause there and pray that god will give us a grace so now i would suggest list down at least 
five people names of five people see nothing happens if we if we don't take intentional decisions list down the names of at least five people and start praying for them five people who don't know christ who are in your vicinity with whom you can spend time with whom you can you know have face to face conversations yes there are some people might be in another city another nation relatives but they may be more distantly connected you may not be really in, able to engage so much but with whom you are interacting on a daily basis maybe at an office neighbor friend relative someone whom you can it's possible to meet with start intentionally praying take this up lord what was our challenge last week in the next 70 days anybody remembers in the next 70 days before the end of this year last week we said that we will reach at least one person and make them reach to reach out to as many as you want but lead at least one person to become a fully devoted disciple of Jesus i want to remind that again in the next two months we are still early in the month of november you have time but you have to start really praying maybe if you need to fast and pray fast and pray identify prayerfully who are those five people shortlist at least five among the many people whom you know and start praying intentionally but not just praying alone but start working prayer and works go together faith and works go together faith without deeds is dead so both need to go together we also need to work hard we also need to work hard it took many years to reach out and bring many people who are even seated here to bring you to christ <laughs> it took long time for some of you we had to come visiting you spending hours and hours weeks of months after months years after years for some even after many months and years of effort we didn't see much result but we still came knocking at the door we're not saying that only because of our effort you are here it's god's grace firstly but also added to that was hard work amen until you someone until you see christ formed in somebody paul the apostle says he goes through the pains as like childbirth to see christ formed in someone hallelujah pains of childbirth so it requires hard work perseverance don't give up would you list down five people start praying for them and start working towards it call meet talk start a relationship begin a friendship initiate conversations expecting praying intentionally to make them to become fully devoted followers of Christ by 31st December have this vision the picture it's always good to envision with in a pictorial form have this picture of you walking with someone into psb hall on 31st december for the new year service 
Hallelujah. Amen. Can you start dreaming about it? Thinking about it? Praying about it? Working for it? Amen. If everybody reaches one person, first Sunday of January, we will have to shift somewhere else. We won't have place here. Amen. But it cannot happen without your effort. It cannot happen with just my effort or just our family as pastors. Two, three people, four people cannot do the job. And God wants everybody to bear fruit. Amen. You must have the joy of leading people to Christ. You must also be the cause for heaven rejoicing at the repentance of that one sinner. Hallelujah. Can we stand together and pray? Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. I'm sure we also have the prayer requests in our hands. Would you take them in your hands? We'll also pray for that and commit it in the, commit it in the hand of God for all our needs. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful to you this morning that we could come together and Lord, meditate on your word and talk about the different stages as we lead people to Christ. Father, we pray that the word of God will sink deep in our hearts, in our spirit. Lord, we pray that everyone will be well equipped, O oh Father, that none will lack any grace that is needed. Father, we pray that you'll equip each one with the grace, with the anointing, with the gift, the talents that are needed, Lord, to fulfill the great commission. And Lord, we pray that everyone will carry a great burden in their hearts for the perishing people around them. Lord, for the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. For here we are. Can we just lift our hands and say, Lord, here I am, Lord. As a laborer in your harvest field. Lord, take me and use me, Lord. And give me great harvest. Give me a rich harvest. Hallelujah. I don't want to come into your presence empty-handed, Lord. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. But with many souls. Hallelujah. Father, we pray also for every prayer request that your children have written. Bless every one of those needs, O oh Father. Meet all those needs, Lord. We pray that, Lord, you will fulfill their heart's desires, O oh Father. Lord, their personal needs, family needs, professional needs, health needs, financial needs. Lord, whatever be it, O oh Father, the ministry needs and also the needs that we've written for the church, for the ministry. Father, we pray that you will expand the boundaries of this ministry. And that is a word that you gave us, Lord, on the Lord, uh, the, the, the Lord, anniversary day, Lord, that you will extend our territories, O oh Father. And so we don't want to keep quiet when you have designed and desired to do that, O oh Father. We don't want to be silent, Lord. We commit those needs also in your hands. We pray your children will pray. Everybody will pray for each other, Lord. That through the week we will be covered by somebody's prayer for us. Hallelujah. And we will also pray and cover someone else in prayer. Hallelujah. Bless everybody, we pray. Bless everyone. Send us with your blessings. Help us to continue to learn. Give us a heart to learn and grow. And Lord, be equipped with the skills that we need, O oh Father. 
We give you all the glory. Bless your people. Meet every need of theirs. In Jesus' name we pray.